Welcome to Chucked. We hope you're having a safe, snowy day here on this Tuesday where we're recording at Southbrook. Uh, our our uh, new episode, Oz, how you doing today? I'm doing well. Doing well. The icy roads are making it hard to run. Not having much yeah, fun with that. Yeah, you got to be careful with black <laughs> but, ice. Uh, you getting any sleep with the Australian Open coming on in all hours of the night? I'm God, not. I I'm, love that major. I know it. I'm falling asleep late watching it and then uh, waking up at five watching it. And, yeah. Um, it's summer yeah. down there, too. It just, I, I, as uh, much as I like 95 winter. 95 was yesterday. Oh, yeah. When, of course, two years ago, right now, we were down there. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just, I love Australia. Mm-hmm. I could live there. I could live there. Uh, it's just the coolest country. Yeah, it's it. Uh, it's not real hyper politically correct. It's so different in that regard than America, mm-hmm. and it uh, it's such a sports oriented country. I mean, yeah. everybody loves their sport. Yeah. It's great seeing Andy Murray. For those, I'm sure a lot of you have heard. Even Mike, it even got a Mike and Mike announcement. Actually, the uh, Andy Murray retirement or announcement of retirement. Um, that he was possibly going to be his last tournament would be the Australian Open, if, unless he could make it to Wimbledon, then he would play there. He's got a bad hip, but it was fun watching him go five sets, even though he lost. Um, and then he kind of—I don't know if you saw the interview after—he kind of yeah. um, unannounced or announced his uh, unretiring. Yeah. But and, 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 and he could, and he and he could, you know, if he does goes ahead and has that major surgery, he could, he could in a year, he could be back. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Don't count them down yeah. and out. Yeah. Um, so last weekend, we are um, we were talking about creativity and innovation, and uh, it got snowed out. It's one of my favorite things to talk about, and um, I know it's a, an interest of yours, the, the, the power of innovation and creativity, and then the necessity of it. And uh, we're going to talk about that today because it's it's a lesson that has to be understood on a personal level. The longer you're around, the more you have to reinvent your strategies and methods. And to some extent, reinvent yourself and your own techniques. And certainly, if you lead a group ever, that's one of the biggest challenges of leading any kind of organization is the necessity of of innovation. Um, what's effective today probably won't be effective tomorrow, mm. and especially in a world of rapid change. And I, I, I was really inspired by you were too. The, the I mentioned the the new Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie. It got top animated movie at the Golden Globes. Tremendously creative. Mm-hmm. I your thoughts on that because. If you and I both movies are very inspiring to us, uh, but that one was at another level of innovation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as I told you that when we, we we saw it together, and um, the first thing I thought of throughout the movie was I can't, you know, as the movie went on, the more and more ridiculous it got, but it worked, and I can't imagine the pitch to producers that you know yeah. we have this idea. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and we're going to have Spider-Gwen, mm-hmm. and we're going to have 30s black and white mm-hmm. Spider-Man noir. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Spider-Ham, Peter Porker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a little bit like the some of the reactions we got with some um, with some people uh, around here when uh, when they found out we wanted to have the devil in Christmas production. Yeah. Uh, you want to do what? That's yeah. I don't know if that will work, but... Um, 
But yeah, I, I love that. Which movie, was yeah. there's nothing we got a response like we got a response to that dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, between Gabriel and Fallen. Yeah. So yeah, the, and the, and by the way, now you are listening to Jimmy Fallen here. Austin, that's right, <laughs> Jimmy Fallen. I first have to say, talking about this message, um, in in a, uh, did you did you see it? Your message? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I did. And uh, and I, but also I, I I know it. A lot of times have to know these. Um, I know these to a certain depth for a few reasons. One is um, one of my duties is to respond to emails, as I've said before, and. Um, so like last week, the the first weekend of this is SB, um, the the one cause message, you uh, you it was you know, this is the kind of message um, that that offends a lot of more rigid um, religious individuals and mm-hmm. um, so there were some emails with that that I responded to of people having a problem or or um, but one of them was. Um, was the confusion, and this has happened a lot before, and, it, and it's so hard. It was confusion of the bounded group and the and the um, the uh, centered. centered group, and uh, and so basically, it was the request of can you can you explain this to me more? I need I can't I, you know, um, uh, wh- you know whatever. So, so a black and white person. So it's the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was pretty funny, but um, but uh, but it's similar with a task I, I got w- with yesterday. Uh, because the service got canceled on Sunday, there was a lot of important announcements that were in this week's yeah. message. So, Marcom wanted me to um, basically write your message in five in a five minute version of it. So, in similar with those emails, it's the hardest thing to and it kind of I guess it goes with innovation a little bit. It's the, it's it's so hard to ha- to take so uh, to be an effective communicator, you're basically taking complex complex topics and making them simpler, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you, so what so what you see on the on the stage and uh, and the messages is is down to the studs of it all. It's dressed up in a in an entertaining way, but it's 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 these big ideas that are in a that are down to the, the its frame. And then someone says, "Well, the frame's not clear enough." I need it. It's the hardest thing. And and so I was going through the, that battle yesterday with with um, with taking these these twelve pages and getting them down to. About a thousand words is is yeah, um, like one page. It's, it's really. a headache. It's a real headache. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So I've been I've been through this mess. And you know, you probably today. have the version of it that uh, is not my version of it. Mm-hmm. And my version of it has a lot. Also, more. the most important parts. The reason I was doing it in the first place were the announcements, which you just ad libbed. Exactly. On the announcements. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Super Bowl. Yep. Nineteen seventy five. Yep. Yeah. So I had to go watch that part about twelve times. <laughs> yeah. Sorry so to anyway. create work for you. Yeah. That's what yeah. I do. I create yeah. work for people. That's what that's what lead catalyzer means. Person yep. who creates work for other people. Yep. Uh yeah. I you know, I, I'm fascinated by this. It's also the thing that can exhaust you is that is the 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 uh, the necessity of reinvention, the necessity of creativity, and what I didn't, uh, you know, get to get into. I want to get into a little bit, but the whole thing launches from Jesus saying, "You don't pour new, expansive wine into old, cracked leather wineskins. If you do, when the wine expands and releases gases, it will ruin both the wineskins and the wine." And uh, so his point is, is that my message is so dynamic. The reality of this God life is so dynamic 
that you cannot contain it in outmoded ways of thinking. It has to be able to be flexible. It has to be able to adapt. And one of the things I did was talk about the people who've been around here 15, 20, mm-hmm. 25 years and the amazing amount of things that they've adapted to. You know, uh, Pete, how long have you been around? About 10 years. About 10 years. So in that 10 years, the, oh my gosh, even 10 years, the adaptation that's been necessity for, uh, you know, people like you and Sherry. And, 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 I love that because it's 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 part of my nature. I like I like challenge. I like change. I, I'm truly one of those people that I don't like. I don't mind it uh, when people change things on me. Uh, hey, let's go. Mm-hmm. But um, it's also but it is a challenge because as I say often during this talk, what did the snail say when it was riding on the back of the turtle? Wee, you know. <laughs> For some people, they're so mm-hmm. not used to change that when you do change a little bit, a little bit of movement throws them off the turtle shell, mm-hmm. and um, and so there was that. I'm curious from that. So that was the base, right? That was the textual base of the message: was Jesus' call, his vision of an expansive, flexible way of thinking, which does not define church. Church is defined usually as inert and very static. Mm-hmm. What did you pull? Let's tell me. Tell me your give. Give our chuck our chucksters five minutes, like the sermon in five minutes. Because if you did that yesterday, then you ought to be able to do it right now. Yeah. Um, yeah I, well, I think it comes together with for me when it gets into the Romans fourteen seventeen, and. Um, I mean, the, the, the message is, uh, well, well, I mean, last... Explain what Romans fourteen seventeen is. God's kingdom isn't a matter of what you put in your stomach, for goodness sake. It's what God does with your life as he sets it right, puts it together. So the dispute in Romans 14 is, you shouldn't eat this, you shouldn't eat that, you should, mm-hmm. can't eat that. And he says, no, no, no. And Paul no, comes no. up against that problem quite a bit. He does. And what's it's funny is, is um, I think the... Last week's the kind of the core of last week's the 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 underlying um, the kind of the hidden theology in last week's message was Romans eight one through eight, and that's kind of how I explained it was just taking it through that um, through there. But um, but it's it's certainly a trend that goes through uh, in, in, through all of Paul um, of becoming like. Gentiles when he's with the Gentiles and mm-hmm. um, and there's something I'm flipping through a book here because I is that uh, my axe this, commentary it is your from axe college comment. I love oh it. my yeah. gosh I love and this is one of those commentaries that when it says goes line by line it I mean oh yeah it's five hmm. verses and I think I'm 15 pages to yeah. go through five verses yeah. which is that was that's crazy. what that class was that class took a whole it took a whole year it took yeah. two semesters to go it, through uh, Paul never objected to Jewish practices as long as they were a matter of Christian faith and this was this was all really tripping me up a, a, or it just gave me a lot to think about the emphasis of Paul's teaching was that. The Jew did not have to give up the ceremonies he held dear as long as they did not try to force these ceremonies on someone else as matters of faith. First Corinthians 9.19 is a helpful passage in this regard. Paul was free. He had a certain liberty in Christ, yet he became all things to all men in order to win them. Of course, he did not do things that would compromise his faith. Um, and so, yeah, the, this, uh, this is a, so the message itself is very innovative because... Um, it's 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 talking about uh, this message of Paul's that he that he 
gives a few times uh, in a totally different way, and it kind of sneaks up on you a little bit. Um, the inclusiveness that was Paul mm-hmm. um, amidst all the, the the jargon that maybe the bounded group type of people like to throw around that is very exclusive of justification, sanctification, and um, and that, that kind of clouded around in um, Romans 1 through 8, but uh, but it's very, very inclusive. Yeah, and, and of course, uh, the statement I made uh, last weekend, uh, the weekend before, the first weekend of this series was, we believe that the New Testament community looked much more like a centered set, which is about your relationship to the center, in mm-hmm. our case, Jesus, than it is a bounded set, which is about focus on the boundaries and keeping people out. And so that then naturally follows that a centered set that is about drawing people to Jesus will become more innovative by its nature because it's not focusing on hard, static structures mm-hmm. that tend to isolate. And um, so, you know, a, 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 any organization takes on the personality of its leaders, and that, that, reflects, that reflects our people here, for sure, our, our leadership, including me, uh, the last, you know, 10, 20 years. I I didn't get to share. Okay, so here's the thing I didn't get to share is uh, 1997 the consumer product design firm IDEO found that the most that most of the company's biggest success originated around combinations of existing knowledge from disparate industries, which means that creative people aren't creative because they are more creative than non-creatives. Creative people just observe and they see, well, let's see, that spider web, if you combine it with a certain kind of goat's milk, it'll create a fine linen that is very strong. Oh, let's see, if you take the thought of sub-Saharan ants and how they create tunnels to allow water to flow over and in sub-Saharan Africa... They stay at 72 degrees, their tunnels do. Let's apply that to our architectural design, and we'll keep our buildings cool. And so they found, and Steve Jobs was the master of this, that creative people aren't more creative. They're just observant, and they try and see, how does this fit with this? So just a couple of things I didn't get to share last weekend mm-hmm. that I just, I just find these inspiring. Uh, their designers created a top-selling water bottle by mixing a standard water carafe with the leak-proof nozzle of a shampoo container. Modern bike helmets exist because a designer wondered if he could take a boat's hull, which can withstand nearly any collision, and design it in the shape of a hat. Um, you know, fascinating examples of people... The post-it note was invented by a chemical engineer who, frustrated by bookmarks falling out of his church hymnal, decided to use an adhesive to make them stay put, which is that not how I I use post-it notes as bookmarks. Mm -hmm. That's what I use them for. Cellophane was developed by an exasperated chemist looking for a way to protect tablecloths from wine spills. (laughs) Instant formula was created in part by an exhausted father who suspended vegetable nutrients in powder so he could feed his crying child in the middle of the night. (laughs) It it reminds me of what's the Malcolm Gladwell book where uh, he has a... goes into a number of chapters on the intelligent quotient test and how it's not a, a, a really accurate way to... That's there, right. There are more than one... There's more than one way to measure someone's intelligence and it's certainly their usefulness. And so he has all these intelligent quotient tests of the, the huge, you know, people with these great IQs. 
and um, and they asked him these questions of you know name all the ways you can use a brick. Yeah, and so they listed like right. four ways you could use a brick. You know, that's build a right. house. I forgot about that. Build a bridge. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna add that to my file because I, I remember that. And, and then they asked yes. the people with lower intelligent quotient um, scores, but were very creative individuals, very abstract thinkers. Name all the ways you can use a brick, and they use like 130 ways you could use yeah, a brick. You, you know, go. ones that are to that's break it. open to a house that you're locked out of, to kill someone that's hurting you, to, like <laughs> all these things to hold open a door when it's yeah. and it won't stay open. All these things, and and it, and it was just the the argument of. Um, you know, That's there's good. there's a there's a lot of useful, um, a lot of use comes out of the innovation and not just the right way to do things or the certain um, the way that things have always been done with a brick. Yeah. So I, I read that out of a book of yours. So yeah, <laughs> another another book of yours. Yeah. I don't know what a blink so outliers uh, tipping point. I don't know which one. I think one it's it outliers. Is. Is it? I'll look it up because I'm going to put that in my file. Mm-hmm. Jobs said creativity is just connecting things when you ask creative people how they did something, they feel a little guilty because they didn't really do it. They just saw something, and it seemed obvious to them after a while. That's because they were able to connect experiences they've had and synthesize new things. And the reason they were able to do that was they have had more experiences or they have thought more about their experiences than other people. And so... Uh, the story that I get, didn't get to tell this weekend that I was going to tell on Sunday that I didn't tell on Saturday was the Frozen uh, animation, which was, the I think to this day, it's still the most popular animation in Disney history, was very mm. mediocre until they forced the artists and the writers to draw out of their own experiences. What is, it, what is sibling rivalry really about? What is it really about? It's a good story. If you've never seen it, it's about two sisters. And that's when it took, it went to the next level. They drew out of their own experiences and said, what if, what if? Hmm. Now, what does that require? Because if, you know, some of our Chucksters and Chuckettes, um, they may be listening to this and man, they're tired. And so innovation, are you kidding me? How about survival? What state of being does innovation require? Oh, well, you make it clear in your message, it comes from a place of security. That flexibility comes from security, Um, secure with oneself or one's ability and um, one's craft. Uh, But along with like the frozen writers and producers, that that takes a lot of, it sounds like that takes a lot of uh, vulnerability and humility um, to put your worst self out there. Yeah. Uh, or not, maybe not worse self, intentionally worse, but most um, honest self. And, uh, you know, like, uh, I think I've, uh, it's always, it always had been a hobby of mine to read about acting and read um, from actors and their craft, because I, I like the manifestation of the creative process, not just the production of a piece of the creative process. And um, so I love acting and the performing arts and, and, and dancing and music and, you know, the embodiment of art and, and um and so it's always said that acting is is you know kind of lying, right? You're 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 lying. Mm-hmm. You're, but uh, I think the, the the best actors, um, you know, that especially came from the more contemporary Stanislavski method of method acting. Um, acting is uh, is is the opposite of lying. It's the antithesis of that. It's it's just um, it's just telling the truth, and um, wow. from your experiences. Now that when it comes to innovation and creativity. Um, maybe there's to use the, the, 
acting analogy, I mean, there would, there's, there's roles that would come along that maybe an actor would really want to do, but they know that they can't tell that story. They can't yeah. honestly, they can't yeah. honestly do that yeah. because they don't have that. Um, yeah. they could lie and pretend to, you know, but, um, so, so uh, yeah, I think that, and so that all comes down to, um, having great awareness of self and, um, humility and, and, uh, to, to stretch yourself to that point. Um, it does because not all innovation is good. You know, and the example I used last weekend was New Coke. All you got to do is say New Coke, mm-hmm. and people go, huh, "Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. a bad idea." And uh, not all innovation is good. Apple had their Newton long before they had their iPhone, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a terrible product. I had one. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wait till it came out. It was it just wasn't good. I tried to talk myself into that it was good, but it was it was more clunky to use it than not, to not mm-hmm. have that PDA as it was called back then, personal digital assistant. And uh, so not all innovation is good. And so I do, I agree there is a, a, a security that allows vulnerability, a security that allows risk. Hmm. It allows us to, to say we can do this better. Hmm. And, um, and that's why some of the most creative things happen when we have crashed and we have to do better. The, one of the most important elements of the creative process is desperation. Some of the most creative people were desperate. Mm-hmm. They were down to their last penny. They were down to their last idea. And that's when the uh, really powerful integration of ideas emerged. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to lead a company or a team. Uh, if you're a parent, you need creativity because creativity is just problem solving. That's all mm-hmm. it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's problem solving. Mm-hmm. And being able to say, well, what if we fit this here? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was last week. I, 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 again, I just had, I have, I, I need to do a series on this cause it's just so important and it's underestimated, but I looked up, uh, I just, I Googled, why didn't I think of that? And there's some really cool inventions. Like the guy mm-hmm. who invented this, this, you know, about half foot long pronged stick that you, it fits perfectly around the cream in an Oreo cookie. In between the wafers, but in the, and then you can dip it, and you can eat your Oreo, and you don't have to get your fingers with milk, and, oh, you know. Nice, yeah. yeah, and, and you know, brilliant. Why mm-hmm. didn't I think of that? Yeah. And uh, that was someone, I've, I've always been told that, you know, high heels were, were invented by a, a gal whose, whose boyfriend was tall, and she got tired of being kissed on the forehead, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to tell the story, it's not politically correct, but the Callie King, when he won, when Callie King won the Kentucky Derby back in 1966, um, the writer, they asked him, what, what did you do? What did you do to get Callie King to go so fast down the home stretch? He said, I whispered in his ear, roses are red, violets are blue, horses that lose are turned into glue. <laughs> you know, and just thinking on his feet like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, raisins were developed by vineyard owners who during a drought in California in the late 1800s said, well, let's, let's take them, these shriveled up grapes. And let's let's uh, let's present them as Peruvian delicacies, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's mm. that's how we got raisins. Said so, you know, mm-hmm. and so often the most creative ideas come, and that's why you never never underestimate the power of desperation. But I do think there has to be margin in your life as much as possible too, so that your unconscious part of you can really allow ideas to germinate. Mm-hmm. As you know, I mean, I spend a lot of time in my basement. And one of the, the, the things that I do in my basement creating things is I'm always saying, oh, I, I could plus that. I could, I could, you know, I could do, I could do that better. 
or I could fix that. And that thing that was, you know, five bucks on eBay, I can turn it into something that if I wanted to sell, it could be worth a lot more because I, you know, I could plus that. And, um, and, you know, so you got to get, I think you got to, if you can, you got to have time to allow your brain to work that way. I try mm -hmm. to do it also just to have mental health, you know, and I, like it's so important. I'm almost, I'll be 58 this year and, you know, you got to keep your brain active. Mm -hmm. You got to keep thinking of new things. And, and, uh, so I, I think that's a part of it. And for all of the, our listeners, our Chucksters and Chuckouts who are tired today, I'm so sorry, but, but, but if you're desperately tired, then just leverage, just leverage that, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, to seek solutions. One of my favorite books. Did you ever read Roger Van Eck's A Whack Upside the Head? Hmm. You, you know, it's just, it's still to this day, one of my favorite books of, of the creative process. And then he followed it up with his book, A Kick in the Seat of the Pants, and, and the ability to break the rules. So first recognize what are your rules you've created? How can a brick be used? Mm -hmm. Right? So the non creatively thinking people only thought of it in terms of moral things you know constructive things but the non-creative people broke the rules right mm -hmm. they you know a door stopper etc and uh it's really formed the way i think because my first thing i do when i'm attacking a problem is especially with our church what rules are we set up and i you know i've quoted a hundred times jesus saying hey the sabbath was made for man not man for the sabbath Right, rule. The, these guidelines are made for us. If they don't serve us, mm -hmm. uh, I'm talking about you know process guidelines mm -hmm. uh, and assumptions. Change them mm -hmm. because the the main thing is to keep the main thing. Mm -hmm. The main thing. Anything else? Well, that's what is, that's how that's how the, uh, this commentary on Acts ends. I know is the uh, that uh, keeping the law of Moses was no longer necessary for salvation. Um, but he also said that the Old Testament Old Testament practices were not uh, taboo. He uh, he did try to be all things to men whenever possible, when consistent with Christian principles. And so his mm -hmm. his uh, methods varied, but his his course stayed the same. His uh, his mission mission stayed the same. That was because um, the wineskins don't matter, as you said. Without the wine, yeah, need the wine needs to. Um, the, if you don't have wine, you don't need wineskins. Mm -hmm. yeah. right. Methods are many. Principles are few. Methods always change. Principles never do. That's the way it has to be. Well, has this been fun? I could talk about this kind of stuff for forever. I'm thankful to be in a, a church that really bucks the trend of churches being static and immovable. And yet we also know that our message doesn't change, but it is powerfully expansive. It'll, it'll explode the, the power of the Spirit in your life in, in an incredible way. And, and I'm glad that we get to be a part of that. Until next time on Chucked, I am Charles Braxton, and I'm with Austin Charles. Mm -hmm.